This is Frontrunner, the weekly grain marketing update from Frontier Agriculture for week ending Friday the 20th of May 2022. Presented to you this week by Sophie Powell. I'm a farm trader based in the West. Before we begin, a word on markets and trading during this current time of intense volatility. Markets can move significantly in a matter of hours or even minutes, with spikes sometimes happening outside UK regular business hours. MyFarm is our free online platform which offers Frontier customers 24-7 access to market information, grain prices and the ability to sell grain at a time more convenient to them. With a MyFarm account, you can see live global prices, market reports, exchange rates and commodity pricing directly relevant to your farm, with options to set alerts and sell grain all in one place. To learn more, visit www.frontierag.co.uk forward slash myfarminfo. Links to more information about MyFarm are included in the description notes for this episode. Now, let's get straight into this week's update by starting with wheat. The world's wheat futures markets opened the week with another notable rise in prices, setting new record highs following the news that India would ban wheat exports with immediate effect. The Indian government reacted to fears of an intense heat wave during March, which cut yields, sending the country's domestic prices to record highs. The sudden ban had trapped about 1.8 million tonnes of wheat at ports which could not be shipped. Last week, the United States Department of Agriculture estimated Indian wheat production would reach 108.5 million tonnes, leaving 8.5 million tonnes available to export to countries that can no longer source their wheat supplies from Ukraine. Recently, private analysts suggested that the Indian wheat crop would drop below 90 million tonnes, which if realised would leave no exportable surplus. Egypt recently approved Indian wheat for its import needs and has been assured that an agreement with India for 500,000 tonnes of wheat will be supplied. The Indian government said sales to other countries with letters of credit will be honoured and it would look to give concessions to enable genuine exporters to be protected. This softening in the apparent export ban triggered a wave of selling midweek as traders banked profits from technically overbought markets. That selling was encouraged further by reports that the UN was in talks with Russia, Ukraine, Turkey, the US and the EU aimed at restoring Ukrainian grain shipments. Russia said that it would not cooperate unless sanctions against it were lifted. Russian 2022 wheat production estimates were increased further this week with analyst group Sovicon adding up to 1.2 million tonnes from its previous estimate to a total of 88.6 million tonnes. Analyst group ICAR is not quite as optimistic with a figure of 85 million tonnes and exports at 39 million tonnes. This week, the annual Wheat Quality Council Crop Tour took place in Kansas, the primary US winter wheat producing state. US national winter wheat crop condition remains the second worst ever recorded and Crop Scout's findings in Kansas reinforced the poor state of the drought affected crops. The council now estimates a wheat yield of 39.7 bushels per acre. This is below the five year average of 47.4 bushels per acre. This is slightly above the United States Department of Agriculture's estimated yield of 39 bushels per acre for Kansas. 
On the other side of the Atlantic, the EU's primary wheat-producing country, France, has endured weeks of low rainfall and temperatures this month have soared to record highs for May. French agronomists said that little rain has been seen in recent months and the record temperatures had caused irreversible damage to wheat plants in some light land areas, to the point where even with substantial rain, there'll be poor yields. Highlighting the damage being caused, French weekly crop ratings for the week commencing the 16th of May tumbled nine points to 73% rated good to excellent and are now lower at this point than three out of the last four years. In its latest estimates for world balance sheets, the International Grains Council cut world wheat production by 11 million tonnes on its previous estimate to a total of 769 million tonnes. It also sees high wheat prices impacting on demand and lowered usage by 5 million tonnes. Year-end stocks are lower by 6 million tonnes on last year. This is 11 million tonnes down on the year. World corn production was cut by 30 million tonnes on last month's estimate, but a notable cut of 18 million tonnes of consumption sees stocks rising by 4 million tonnes overall, up to a total of 269 million tonnes. However, this is 16 million tonnes down on the year for corn, and combined with wheat, the world could be ending the year with a concerning 27 million tonnes less wheat and corn stock than it began with. Now let's turn our attention to what's been happening with barley this week. It has been a quiet week in the feed barley market. Old crop trade remains limited, with consumers looking to be well covered, while unsold tonnages on farm are also becoming limited. New crop feed barley prices have tracked the wheat market, but demand from consumers has been muted. Most parts of the UK received useful rainfall over the week, although more will be needed soon, which was especially welcomed by the spring barley crops. New crop malting premiums remain strong due to the lack of liquidity throughout Europe, with farmers reluctant to commit malting barley forward because of the uncertainty about potential malting quality. It should be noted that for growers that are confident of achieving the malting specification, the market is offering the opportunity to lock in some historically high malting barley prices. Demand destruction due to high prices and inflation is a factor that is becoming well discussed in all markets, but especially the malting barley market. There remains plenty of uncertainty around potential changes in consumer purchasing habits if disposable income falls. There are many questions being asked at the moment. Will beer demand reduce? If so, by how much? Will any drop be in the on-trade or off-trade? Could people drink less but better quality beer, which will contain more malt and therefore more barley? It feels almost certain that a change will happen, but predicting the impact on malting barley demand remains challenging. Taking a look now at oilseed rape. Monday this week saw a new all-time high achieved on the Paris rapeseed futures market, with €870 per tonne trading in the November 2022 position. Farm prices in excess of £700 per tonne were achievable, although levels have eased back significantly over the last two trading sessions to a two-week low. This was due to the news that Indonesia is set to lift its palm oil export ban from next Monday, and legislation that has been presented in Germany that would lead to food-based biofuels being totally phased out by 2030. This time last year, forward prices were £250 per tonne lower than current levels. Weather uncertainty is normal at this time of year, 
but the situation in Ukraine, the second largest exporter of rapeseed onto world markets after Canada, is raising nervousness amongst traders to new levels. Last week, markets were taken by surprise when the United States Department of Agriculture forecast that Ukrainian rapeseed production would not only increase from the 2022 harvest, but its exports would also push higher to 2.75 million tonnes. This clearly assumes that there will be no further destruction of the country's export infrastructure, which feels far from certain. The report also predicted an increase in global production of 9.1 million tonnes, but consumption was also marked higher, leaving year-end global stocks at 7.2 million tonnes. This would be the second lowest level since 2016-17. In the wider oilseeds complex, Attention is focused on the soybean market, with the interplay between Brazil, the US and China being crucial. After a poor harvest, Brazil is offering no beans onto global markets beyond the end of August. This leaves the US as the only realistic source of volume offers thereafter. Based on current trade projections, it is simply impossible for the US to fill the August to January slot, which puts the focus back onto the demand side of the market. US crush margins remain strong and biofuel demand shows no signs of easing. China's activity is unpredictable but will have a significant impact. It appears to be well off the pace on its buying, but this might be expected given its COVID-19 related lockdowns and sharply slowing economy. Yet despite this, the United States Department of Agriculture is predicting that Chinese bean imports in 2022-23 will be 7 million tonnes higher than stated in its previous report. Once again, it's hard to read the signals. And finally, I'm going to finish this report by taking a look at the fertiliser market. New season domestic AN prices were released at the end of last week. The volume offered to the market was well below industry expectations and therefore all tonnage was committed in less than two days. The next offer will be available for delivery from September to November and will reflect the higher forward gas prices. The price of nitrogen has increased by approximately £85 per tonne. This new level puts the UK in line with current European spot prices. Tight supply of ammonium nitrate looks set to remain for the foreseeable future. Urea markets have been busy with traditional global activity. Large volumes are being sold into Europe and additionally the Indian tender was settled at 1.65 million tonnes. Markets are slowly starting to firm back up again. Quality nitrogen and sulphur grades are difficult to procure for the UK market and with no domestic production alternatives need to be addressed as soon as possible. Please speak to your Frontier representative to discuss options, including polysulfate. As we head towards the end of May, spot deliveries of UAN are still available for spring crops, grassland and vegetables. Nationally, new season UAN values will be available in the coming days, with early offers expected to mirror the early solid markets. Nitrogen and sulphur UAN grades are expected to feature heavily in customers' minds and their nutrition programmes, as the market looks to cover any sulphur availability issues in the solid sector. There have been ongoing conversions to liquid-based systems and these systems continue growing within farming businesses. Farmers are looking to maximise output of machinery and better utilise their dry bulk storage space for commercial storage or greater grain marketing flexibility. 
Phosphate TSP levels have firmed following the DAP market. Potash and related products, polysulfate and potash plus have also increased. MOP prices in the UK are higher this week, but still below replacement levels. So another rise should be expected soon. This was Frontrunner for week ending Friday the 20th of May. If you'd like help with any aspect of your grain marketing, please get in touch by visiting our website at www.frontierag.co.uk or if you're a customer, you can speak to your local Frontier contact. Don't forget, all Frontier customers have free access to online grain trading and live 24-hour market pricing through MyFarm. Links to more information, as well as our blog and socials, can be found in the description notes for this episode. Thank you for listening.